This episode of Classic Black Podcast is brought to you by Encoda. Pricing starts at just $9.99 a month. But you can try it out for free with a seven-day trial that you can cancel at any time. Get into Encoda today. That's N-K-O-D-A. You can find it in your app store and visit Encoda.com to learn more. Okay, let's start the show. And it's Katie, and this is Classically Black Podcast. Where we talk all things classical music and being black in the profession. With trap beats playing in the background. We back at it again with the back at it again. I don't know why it seems like we haven't recorded in a long time. Do it feel like that? You know what? Because we recorded like a full seven weeks. Okay. Okay. Okay, Seven? Seven days. (laughs) A full seven days ago. No. We recorded like last Friday. It's now Sunday. Okay, well, hold on. <laughs> no, Sunday. Sound um, <laughs> like my grandma. <laughs> Who's from the South, meanwhile. Where am I from? Chicago. So, don't worry. Um, my mom's confused as well. Okay. <laughs> well, we're here once again in the booth. <laughs> you wish. Okay, no. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I'm here with my cashews and my kombucha, actually, so I'm ready to actually go. actually don't wish. I re- for y'all who don't know, I record in my bed most of the time. <laughs> oh yeah, we we looked in the studio space though. We should yeah we should make that happen. Oh, can we still do that? Yeah, we can't because of you. Okay, well, anyway, yes, we can we'll because see. of you. We should, but then we have to like go somewhere. And also, we we yeah. be we like, be our schedule most of the time. So, it, right, it's just <laughs> nice to have. It's actually nice to have like. I mean, there are benefits to both, but I just feel like I like doing what I want to do, and we have more flexibility if we <laughs> like. And I know. yeah, and I bet you there's a kickout time. Like we be we'll be in there capping, and then like we were supposed to record at eleven. It's one twenty five. <laughs> okay, to be fair, we took care of a lot of business. We did that. That's true. Not all of that was conversation, but most of it was. I think. I think. I th- well, maybe half and half. Yeah, I'm gonna say maybe half and half. Okay, come on, half and half. Okay. Wasn't that a TV show? Girl, I don't know. But you know, I'm ready to go. Like I said, I got my kombucha and my cashews, so I don't think I can eat my right. cashews, though. Right, because... I was just about to say, get ready for some ASMR, y'all. Because <laughs> <laughs> you were like, what is that? I was like, okay, it's louder than I thought. But you got news or whatever, what the girl's been doing? Yep, 45-minute episode this week. You no, wish. <laughs> well, we can see. Um, I can't be given one word answers to everything. <laughs> right. So can you tell me about, yep, like that Beyonce, you heard about the Beyonce uh, interview she did? Mm-hmm. And it was like, do you ever feel, uh, what, did, what was the question? It was like, do you ever just want to go to Target like a regular person without security? Or do oh, yeah, you ever? Like, I do. Yeah, <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, so do you do it or <laughs> do you I mean, want to do it? <laughs> she probably, if she ran out the target, I'll be afraid to go in or, or, well, yeah, I'd be afraid to go anywhere without security if I was her. Especially someone like Beyonce. Yeah. I feel like it would be dangerous. Yeah. She but would luckily, have to rent, rent something out, I think. 
Yeah, but luckily for her, I think more people like her than not. No, but it's not even about people like like she would get mobbed. Especially not, like people are people are like not even to hurt her. her. Yeah, like I mean that happened at the at the Super Bowl thing. Like they had to step in because like one person hugged her, and then of course everybody tries to hug her. So she had like twenty kids, like you know, trying to hug her at once, like just for stuff like that. Oh, is it worth it to give the girls some songs? I don't know. Okay, <laughs> it is worth it to be a freaking multi-billionaire yeah never have to worry about anything i don't care what anybody says money will solve most problems i (laughs) i i at this point in my life i refuse to be convinced otherwise it's not even that you can't convince me it's like i don't even want to hear it (laughs) like you cannot tell me yeah i'd say vast majority like at least if i had a okay i don't have 100 problems but if i were to have 100 problems money would solve 97 of them just put it into scale for you Mm -hmm. girls who care (laughs) like so I don't, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I can't really, I will never be famous, so. Well, you don't know that. I do know that. Famous for doing what? How you know? For doing people what, be, though? People get, what you mean for doing what? Is people famous for doing nothing all the time. Yeah, but how, do they stay famous? You know what I'm saying? Some of them do. Like who? Like, Instagram famous people? Instagram Kardashians? Fam- Kardashians, yeah. The, but the Kardashians, like, keep up their fame. They have a TV show. Yeah, and that's what you're supposed to do so that you can stay rich. I just, I, I mean, they're famous. It. They're famous by association, so yeah. that's something you can be famous by association. Like I don't, me sitting on my booty playing my viola is not gonna get me much fame. You never know. Once I, like I'm pretty is famous. Yo Yo Ma is famous, but I, Yo Yo Ma could go to Walmart and not be bothered. That's true. Not you like know what I'm yeah, saying? he's not that, but he is known to people that are not musicians. Probably that they probably wouldn't recognize him. They wouldn't the recognize him. Some people might, but the first of all, the vast majority of the girls who be, but yeah, he been know. on TV. But the vast majority of the girls that would recognize Yo Yo Ma, like my everyday folk who would recognize Yo Yo Ma, seen him on Arthur. Arthur, so they're not gonna be able to make the con- the correlation. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Street. Or, oh, that's true. Yeah, but I get. It. There's nobody that's like like mob famous like right like what am i like there's nobody in classical music who's mob famous i can't think of one well not not to the general public but gustavo dudamel is like so you could be famous like how he is if people like in a classical music setting he's been mobbed before i mean i think he's great so i mean i wouldn't mob him. i just don't care enough like to see a famous person like oh my god and then like you're gonna be the source of their irritation so right i mean i'm not gonna <laughs> lie when i saw it, when i was like 10 feet away from Gustavo Dudamel like I almost fainted like I really oh. do okay can't all of us be his best friend Delaney okay, okay. Yeah, I'm just saying right. yep but I'm just saying like it's like oh it's really him I feel like he would get mobbed in Venezuela I feel like he's famous in Venezuela mm-hmm. yeah that's yeah but them, they stand for him but like besides Gustavo like name another person you can't like classical music is so niche it's like well, you you could be famous by association, not necessarily in classical music. That's Say you true. somebody, you can marry rich, marry famous. If I marry rich, I'm, I want to marry like upper tier. Like you own Boeing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't like. I was looking like I, I was looking at Drake, right? Because you know the girls are like crazy over Drake. Are you the one who said you don't think he's attractive? No, that was Chris Brown. Yeah, I don't oh, think Chris Brown is attractive especially at, now at he looks all. like he was like he looked like he was damp and got ringed out you know what i'm saying that's what he looked like to me <gasps> like i don't care i was I'm looking upset at him that that is so accurate <laughs> See, <laughs> <laughs> like he just looked like he was wet and had to be you know how you take a towel just like that but um wow 
I was looking at Drake and I was like, is Drake even like dateable? Like, no. Like all these girls in the comments, like, um, someone would take a picture with Drake and all the girls be like, get off my man. I'm just like, Drake don't even look dateable to me. Like he's too famous. Like he's low key like a sex symbol. Like ain't nobody. I'm super good. Like you have to be like an owner of Boeing. So okay. if you if you know him, send him this podcast. <laughs> I was just about to say right in to the owner of Boeing. <laughs> That's classically black podcast at gmail.com. Oh, but you know what? Jeff Bezos is single. No, he has a girlfriend, don't he? I don't know. I don't know. Who? Uh, owner of Amazon, founder, owner of Amazon. But isn't he low key terrible? I could be heard like people be yeah. getting like what those thing calls hernias working there. Yeah, I mean the 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 labor stuff is terrible. How much I mean, they pay? Like, like he's literally the richest man in the world. I mean, let me not lie. Like I almost probably working for Amazon. So I ain't gonna lie that I like I ain't got Amazon Prime. So oh, well. contributor. No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> blood on your hands. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Wow, so that escalated. <laughs> that escalated so quickly. Some people really. <laughs> beyond that though that's hilarious um anyway how how far are we into this episode without talking about the news <laughs> how did we get here it's been nearly 10 minutes um, you jinxed it because you said 45 i feel like we have short episodes when we don't mention that we want a short right. episode 50 hour episode this week that don't work either <laughs> isaiah told me that remember when brahms kept attacking me and he that brahms suit kept coming up on every list and i was like brahms my favorite composer mm-hmm it don't work. Just gotta let the universe do what it do. Well, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna just. I'm gonna keep on trying. All right, 45 year episode this week. Oh um, my goodness! <laughs> First of all, my computer ain't got enough space for that. So, um, more updates on the Grand Teton Music Festival. This has been going on. Um, so last we oh heard, shoot, them girls love drama, don't they? Right. So last we heard. Um, in case you haven't heard the past two episodes. Um, a couple of the musicians were dismissed for basically raising complaints about um, the CEO and administration. After they were asked to, so make that make right. sense. They were literally on the committee that whose job it was to do that. So, um, And then the week after that, um, they were actually, they weren't reinstated. They were, they were invited back. Like, um, but it was unclear whether or not they were going to accept that invitation. Um, and then two actually two updates that happened since we were since we did our last episode um they basically said them um and actually all the other members of the orchestra said that and the music director conductor are not coming mm-hmm. back unless they fire the ceo <gasps> yeah oh that's that's see the only change we're taking in 2020 is change behavior i and love it they, and they got 1800 signatures um on a petition to get those get those musicians back 1800 people don't like you oh <laughs> wow but um but yeah so they were like yeah so we won't be returning unless y'all dismiss him so what they finna do well um i just found out i think yesterday that he took it upon himself to resign <gasps> um, yeah <gasps> so the board of directors you know of course released a statement saying that they expressed their gratitude for his contributions and not the right time this is not the right time to talk about his contributions (laughs) they they suck (laughs) um 
Yeah, but it said his leadership and um, of our organization has exceeded our expectations. Um, that doesn't seem <laughs> yep. accurate, but um, yeah, it says that he could not be so terrible. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I quit. I quit. Go ahead. What okay. they say? Um, he couldn't be reached for comment, of course, because who? Yeah, he could. Work? He's sitting on his couch eating chips with no job. Oh. What he okay. doing? I was just about to say that makes two of us, but I actually have a job and no chips. So, <laughs> <laughs> but it's one of those things I'd rather be without than the other. So, um, right. talking about you can be reached for comment. I hate that. Just say, just say nothing instead of they can't be reached for comment. Yes, they can. We live. It's twenty nineteen. Everybody got a phone in their pocket. Uh, okay. Um. Yeah, but he. Um. Yeah, he resigned. Just so y'all know who who don't know like where this beef came from. Basically, they the musicians were unhappy with the direction in which he was taking the organization. It seemed like he was putting more emphasis on bringing in outside performers and artists um, instead of highlighting the orchestra itself, which is actually made up of a lot of really renowned musicians from like major orchestras. Um, so they were like, "What are we, chop liver? Come on, you right." Know? Um or chopped tofu, whatever. Um, Period. Chop satan. Chop tempeh. Okay. Well, I actually right. don't. Let's just let's not go too far. No, I actually don't. I don't like tempeh. So, okay. Um, just in case yeah, you so. cared. Well, hmm. shut up, Delaney. I um, knew you was gonna do it. <laughs> um, yeah. So that position's open. Oh, who's gonna apply? Let me apply. Come on. Come on, CEO. What the, what they gonna be like? So what you? What are your plans for the company? I'm like, I don't know, y'all. Y'all been right. doing it. So I'm right, just, <laughs> like, I'll just get it where I fit in. Right. <laughs> Tell me what I need to sign. <laughs> right. And point me to the corner office because they got a whole bunch of mountains out there in Jackson, Wyoming. Listen. You but let's be real. Eating some tofu sandwich, tofu sandwich, up. right? Making TikToks on YouTube. Okay. <laughs> like software, software engineers, accountants, graphic designers, all that. The conductor actually um, is a sophomore software development engineer who was actually a music major at Rice. Oh um, shoot! So he can conduct it, conduct right? It. Like oh wait hold up he said he conducting because a lot of girls up here think they can conduct okay it's a re- recreational orchestra day <laughs> that's part that's, that's probably the problem why I don't teach general yeah. music I'm just too serious for everything so that's part of the reason why I um yeah there's no auditions required um so nobody's turned away but My um time for orchestra that's I know okay um part of the reason why I picked this is because like I feel like we always forget some people do music for fun. Um, not to say that, not to say that if you do it as your career, you don't also do it for fun. But like, it, sometimes it's yeah. hard to separate that. From Especially like, when it gets hard. Yeah, know? it's like, oh, this is actually supposed to be fun, and it is fun, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people will like, like, like they'll see someone that plays an instrument, they'll automatically start tearing them apart. And I'm like, or maybe they're just playing it recreationally, and they're not trying to get into Juilliard, like. <laughs> Or you should also mind your business. That's Why? also I hate that first joint. and foremost. So, um, oh, yeah. Me mad. <laughs> Their first, um, this was actually started by an email thread of someone like seeking other classical musicians. Um, and on their first concert, they pulled, I think, like 500 people. And now they do, what? right, they do several uh, concerts a year now. 
That's so cute. I love that. I know. I've heard of like I didn't know that like companies had their own. Like I've heard of like recreational orchestras, like a doctor's orchestra, lawyers orchestra. Yeah, I've heard that. But I didn't know that like that companies was doing it. But I guess a company this big, you could do that. Especially like let's be honest, like them software engineers and all them other joint, like they probably made their all state honor band and all the other joint. Yeah. They said it was like a really powerful thing, like people were crying and stuff because like they thought that they had lost that, and Aww. I mean I done lost it too, so I'm out there with y'all. But yeah, so well, cute. I'm ready to go, so all right, what's your trifling intermission? How you know it's trifling? Because you sent it to me already. It's not that trifling. It's hard. Once again, Katie has picked something that. I'm bad at I'm bad at most like creative things though. This is not creative. This is trifling. I mean, it is trifling. No, well, cause I guess if you're going okay, they're like, please just tell us what it is. So we can decide. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know we do that. Like every now and then, we'll be talking amongst ourselves about something that only we know, and it's just like it's like so <laughs> you have listeners. That's how you know. That's how you know this is an authentic experience because yeah, we're no truly just in conversation with each other. Like, we just turn on the mics, girl. We pick what we want to talk about and be like. And then we take out the inappropriate stuff. So y'all don't, I mean, sometimes y'all hear it. Um, shout out to Caitlin, who told me I forgot an edit one week. But it wasn't as bad as it could have been. So we thank God for that. Okay, so I was on the Shade Room, one of my favorite accounts on the on Blue Ivy's Instagram. And um, I saw this thing and it was like, uh, start an argument in four words. Um, and this dude on Twitter was like, pineapple belongs on pizza. Cause you know the girls go up about that pineapple on pizza thing, so I thought it'd be cute to do the same what you, thing. What, 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 what you think? Okay, so I've tried pineapple on pizza. Like you know what that pizza place we go to? Mm-hmm. I got pineapple one time because it was on. It was like a, it's like a Chipotle. For people who don't know, this is a place in Rochester. It's everywhere. Everybody, every city got some type of thing like this where you you build your own pizza, but it's like a Chipotle style thing, so it don't cost extra to get extra stuff. Mm-hmm. so i got the pineapple and i got it i wouldn't get it again it didn't bother me but you know what i'm saying like it wasn't disgusting i didn't pick it off but i also was like i don't see what the hype is with putting it and i've also never had hawaiian pizza and it's too late so mm. what are your uh, yeah, thoughts because of that ham because of ham yeah what are your thoughts pineapple does not belong on pizza you don't think so? Not at all. I can't believe y'all are doing this to your pizza. Okay, but belong? Like, come on. What belongs on pizza? Who's, who's to say what belongs on pizza? Okay, there's a lot of things that are on every pizza, like sauce. I mean, some people get pizza without sauce, which, in which case, why are you getting pizza? But, um, yeah, it doesn't oh, belong there. Okay, also, I don't know. Like, it's not like the girls are putting strawberries on their pizza. You know what I'm saying? Might as well be okay it's like this there's, there's far more egregious fruits that could go on just because something could be worse don't mean it's not bad okay delaney it's like oh yeah you could put dog poop on your pizza like <laughs> i mean you could so how we get there and now we worse but like <laughs> how do i'm just confused as to how we it don't belong there take it off um and actually pineapple is my favorite fruit it's my really? favorite i freaking love pineapple I just don't want it on my pizza. Yeah, it's just because it's like that salty, sweet thing See, that the 
the people stand for. See, I'm not a fan of that. Like, I don't like fruit in my salad. I don't. Okay, but do strawberries that. and like a little, mm-hmm. little fill green salad. Girl, what? I just don't make. No Are you sense kidding? To me. Are no. you kidding? Stra- and a little summer salad. You got strawberries, a little balsamic vinaigrette. Uh, for what like okay that doesn't and I, sound and I, disgusting to me i would just never eat that because and i freaking why? hate walnuts because they taste like what they're named after however <laughs> little walnuts oh. in there oh never mind <laughs> yeah. okay so see not wall walnuts taste like the wall like i honestly I don't understand but you put it in there a little crunch because it don't matter it's like that's nice i don't understand i might as well be a squirrel at this point y'all eating greenery and like like i'm all for a salad okay and also but just those s- things together like i don't like nuts you don't like no type of nut only nut i would eat willingly is pistachio you expensive you got expensive taste well my mom my, my mom loves pistachio so they're just around sometimes pistachios are expensive. that's where i get them they're like seven dollars a pound really yeah well, girl, who's getting what? a pound who's getting a pound of pistachio okay, that's a, lot. A, pound, a pound is not a lot oh well, I guess it's not. I guess uh-huh. not. I guess she gets she gets them in that little package. And mm-hmm. also, I got them from using my my meal plan, so the money already spent. No, that's true. I just feel like something to convince the lady to like cashews. Cashews are the best. Why yeah. am I biting into this milk? It's that's so good. They're so milky. Sad. I just can't with those. I don't. I'm not a fan of nuts. Like, I just I really don't, don't like them. Only nuts I don't like are walnuts because it tastes like drywall and um almonds but i love almond milk anyway this is <laughs> we're way off track um so i asked uh, what else is new i think out of the 23 minutes that we've been doing this maybe 10 minutes has been on track um <laughs> okay so i asked delaney to start an argument in four words among bass players and then start an argument um in four words among the classical music world in general also y'all are mad creative so i'll probably post this on ig as well because i want to see <laughs> i want to see what y'all come up with so we'll go back and forth but start with the bass girls how you gonna make them mad <sighs> this is hard um is it hard for real yes um well i but i chose to start an actual argument like <laughs> Like not like a funny one, but like oh, because it's I, okay. So no, because I because this is first of all this actually like blew up in the bass world for a minute. So my my argument is stop the boys club. So and that's on period. I agree with that. That's not even like a thing. Like I because y'all bases bases yes and bases. It's a hard word. Are you making fun of me? no oh, okay i'm about to say because like, what were I, there was just a word we were talking about before where i could not for the life of me like i couldn't it was like what was it it was like perception i was saying i was trying to say depth perception yeah okay those together with the p at the like, end and another p no, like it's much. i was like depth perception. that's too much at this point the way i be talking i might as well speak asl um <laughs> but bass players and there we go should have said that and percussionists i'll be i'll be witnessing is it's too much and low brass and low brass y'all got too much going on like too much going on like and that that was actually a thing because a couple of female bases got together and wrote this article girl people people's true colors came out 
when that got released because in the base world people were arguing back and forth i mean that like i'm talking hundreds of comments under people's stuff and you know i'm friends with a lot of bass players on facebook so i'm seeing like multiple people people in major orchestras people who teach at universities um yeah all type of stuff college students everybody was was in the comments and the messages saying multiple over the truth i don't even play bass and i know i could see it like people like, were just doing weird stuff and just being weird and junk. Yeah, and like like people were just they were arguing, saying, "Well, I don't even know." Oh my god, it was just it was crazy. It was chaos. Because also like I'm about to talk about neck. Like sometimes depending on how I was seated, like I be in the base section low key. So y'all be going on with a lot. No. And people I, people were mad offended about it because they were I'm like, I'm not, because they, they felt like it was accusatory and they were sexist and whatever, whatever. But I'm like, I mean, if the shoe fits, feel free to wear it. Right. Like, <laughs> what's that? What's that saying? Because it's like, obviously, not every bass player is like, I am man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, <laughs> but. <laughs> I can't even I'm freaking imagine you going to freaking sectionals and they in there. <laughs> ah, yeah, man. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> uh, ooh, uh, ooh, uh. Freaking like cues. <laughs> right. Acting like the 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 men of Omega Sci Fi. But um there's a um a saying, maybe you know it. It's like a uh, dog barks on the stone and stone and it it's said way more eloquently you know what i'm talking about mm-hmm. like only only a struck dog barks or something like that it's like oh, okay you, if, if we talking about you then you mad so right period <laughs> yeah but that was that was a crazy time in the world of bass playing like people there were some people that really showed their true colors when that came out when i was like wow well, okay bet noted on you right some people that I probably won't won't even apply apply to that school no more. Cause oh, for real? Sh- yep. <laughs> wow, yep. that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Okay, my viola one is it's kind of mean, but here we go. Um, weirdly shaped is dumb. So let me say about the viola girls. So the violas have this obsession with oddly shaped violas like oh those them squiggly joints they (laughs) (laughs) them jeans be looking squiggly they be the left shoulder be up and the right (laughs) shoulder be up like it's just too much and it's like the argument okay so my my viola professor from undergrad and also the person who took her space when she was pregnant she had she has this viola that's like pretty common i see like one of the girls that was in your <laughs> chamber group that's yeah, that shape that mm-hmm. shape okay that's pretty common i'm not talking about those i mean even even when i saw that i was like <laughs> you extra yeah that's like with the slope shoulders like a base yeah but i understand especially like from my teacher she said something about it's easier to get around <clears throat> excuse me xyz okay girl whatever you say <laughs> at the end of the day Don Juan still goes da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? It's like, and I know violas have this thing about like how, I mean, it's true to a certain extent. I mean, I ain't no luthier, but whatever. It's true to a certain extent about how, like, because 
for the acoustics of the instrument for it to work really well it has to be like have like a 20 inch neck and it has to be like twice the size for it to really work and you know but my viola sound just fine to me and my teacher <laughs> said so as well um also there are violas around the world including some of the top ones talk about chicago philadelphia london who got normal shaped instruments so this trend oh my freaking goodness i'm not gonna say what school girl did i show you this viola it is so freaking ugly you know what pause i have to, i have to show it to you and i feel bad for the listeners because i'm not gonna say what school it is because it's like this is the ugliest instrument i've ever seen in my entire life i'm talking about from conception to now to this day in the year of our lord 2019 i have never seen an uglier viola <laughs> like it is just and it's like first of all and it has an e-string and i'm like so come on e-string stand up <laughs> make, it, make it make sense uh, i don't even have an e-string <laughs> now i feel dumb okay. i don't even have an e-string anymore i actually have a c-string so c-string stand up oh i forgot he was out here but okay. um like it's just like big and like weirdly shaped and i'm like i'm not playing that i had to play it like once he made me, he asked me to play something on it and i was like on purpose like i was just okay. looking at him like what's not wrong with purpose. a normal like viola like it's just too here go you, let me see <laughs> check your messages i sent you some it uh-huh. looks like a this feel like a um a, a slash like when you type in i mean yeah if y'all just google weird viola they'll come up it's a couple of them that'll come up just oh so. my god and also this person that we follow um they posted this thing today that inspired because i was trying to figure out like what am i gonna come with the videos for because at first i was gonna come for bar talk and i was like Mm, but then, oh my god first of all this first one is just freaking hideous it's like a snowman and it don't sound no better you can't tell me it sound <laughs> that much better <laughs> also like how you get a sound out of your instrument is is down to technique i mean yes your instrument as well but it's really about technique it's about how you distribute your arm weight viols you know we have to, to focus a lot about on arm weight because of like trying to get a sound on that that c string is literally like a, a a wire this is a piece of rope um so we know the struggle girl but i bet you i bet you if we both played in tune and you put me up against his ugly looking viola i'll okay. get the job okay <laughs> you like because my viola is regular and i get a nice sound out of it like it's about that girl stop it quit let it go okay i'm tired of the violas i'm tired of this like i'm emotional right now they're ugly okay. not emotional <laughs> okay let's move on um for for uh side argument four words in classical music in general um um, take this with a grain of salt because it's nuanced no mine is mozart and all that oh you're gonna make some girls yeah i'm gonna make some people mad and that's not to say i don't dislike mozart I just, I mean, I've been very vocal on the show about my my biggest qualm with Mozart, with Mozart and how he felt like, oh, I'm a genius, so I'm gonna just, uh, I'm gonna write me a cello part and slap Ibasa on it, and it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a day. I just feel like if he was really that much of a genius, then you would have took the time, you know, and you know, or you would have had some type of other ideas. I just, yeah, cello cello parts and bass parts don't write the same. It's not the same instrument, like especially since like they were gassing him the whole time. He like 
he better than that. I'm sure his colleagues were doing the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I like, mean, nobody was really, like, the first, I feel like the first time you start seeing at least somebody put a little bit of thought into it, because even though Mozart does split some stuff, like, he'll have the basses drop out, like, it, it doesn't seem strategic to me. Like, there are mm-hmm. some parts where we're playing where it's all super light and, and, and you know, and fast and nimble and certain fingers don't work out. Come on, nimble. Right. And, and we're playing, but then there are other parts where it's just like you're holding a note and then we're not playing. And I'm like, so who thought this through the first person i saw they who did who didn't split the parts up but they did put more thought into it was beethoven he we have the same we read from the same part but he seems a lot more strategic about when we play and when we don't play and then Mm. brahms is the one that was like okay we're just gonna give them their own part like (laughs) but yeah i mean there's a lot there's a lot of things by mozart i could definitely get down to like don't get me wrong but I mean, we ain't gonna act like homie and turn him to that Hoffner. Like that's probably to me one of his best symphonies. No cap. Okay, period. In my opinion, and I'm I not. Think... Don't fight me, fight your mama. Oh. <laughs> but I also really like Mozart. Mozart. I'm not trying to convince you, but Mozart was really revolutionary in his operas and stuff. That's probably. I, mean, I think that's, that's where he shines a lot. Um. But yeah. everything else he wrote. Oh, and that's the funny contestant. Well, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people like I. I would never deny that he was revolutionary for his time. I just mean like in the grand scheme. Yeah, I mean, I ain't going. I ain't going. I ain't going to bat for Mozart. I must not write home about him. But you know, I feel what you're saying, girl. And also, like I played this gig. It was I. I subbed with this orchestra. It wasn't. A, I subbed with this orchestra, and we played this Vivaldi thing. And I was going over the bass part, and I was like, "Woof, that looks like a lot, girl." You knew. I did that. No, nothing about that. Okay, period. Come on, tenure. Okay, so, yeah. Okay, so, my one for classical music. Listen, if you are on the, what's it called? What's it? If you are on admin for an orchestra, please lean in to, to what I got to say. Ooh. Movie screenings aren't innovation. Y'all. <laughs> if you need if you need me to say it in another language i could google it like i need you to, i need you to hear it and i need you to hear me i need you to hear me real 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 good okay I need no, you real, 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 real. <laughs> okay those are not innovation get get the girls get young people get black people to your concert halls in other ways besides putting harry potter up on a screen and first of all to me it don't even make sense and i thought i was biased as a classical musician and i was talking to one of the volunteers at the place that i teach at and she was like yeah when when rpo does i was like i don't go to them like it don't seem like it's where i'm like because it looked it looked dumb I can watch this on netflix at home i could watch it on netflix at home on my couch for one for two the music is low so you can't even like whatever for three the lights are on like <laughs> what what <laughs> And I'm like, you can't you can't think of anything else to get people to come to your concerts than putting a movie on. It don't even be good movies. When did Harry Potter come out? When I was in third grade, how old was I in freaking third grade? Eight. Eight. How long ago was that? I'm 26. Like, come on, like, <laughs> and then y'all wondering why the doors are being closed. Like, y'all need to do better. Do better. Okay, and I hope y'all still hiring me, but I'm just saying. (laughs) Okay, the way your voice changed, do better. And I hope you still hire me, but. (laughs) Like, and maybe when y'all hire me, like when you finally get me past that that second round, girls, I'm talking to you too. 
okay yes i miss a little shift on don Juan. okay girl and so um <laughs> i will join the 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 little committee that take care of that like be more creative and you wonder why doors are closing and you try to put three paintings together to make a season happen like it's not innovation okay y'all tried it it was real cute at the beginning like figure something else out like i'm just real tired of it and, he, and you'll be like the blacks aren't coming to our concert so we gonna get nas i'm like <laughs> <laughs> i just i don't get it i don't get it <laughs> okay i'm done I said I'm off my soapbox. I'm just saying. Who Chile? Okay then. And that's okay for Nas, but like, people still listen to Nas. Okay. Yes. What did Nas write? Hold up. Are you kidding? No, I'm. I'm like I have to remember because I heard I I heard Nas' name come up. I heard Nas' name come up on a podcast that I listened to, not the read, and I was because people probably think I only listen to the read. Um, I heard him on this podcast I listened to, and I was like, "Did he really sing that song?" Yes, <laughs> whatever it was, yes. Oh, all right, I, I know, know I can. can. <laughs> yes, we said it at the same time. I don't know why I thought that was um somebody else. Yeah. No, nah, it's kind of a big deal, but but that's the thing, though. I mean, you know I think I, mean. I feel like people are. And that was OT. I forgot what orchestra did that. That was no T to that orchestra. I think it was National Symphony. Did Nas or yeah, I think they did. That um, was no T to National Symphony, but at least they're trying something else. Yeah, because I feel like people be so they be so afraid to be a little too ethnic with it. Like, but yeah, I'm like, you. that's the thing, though. Black people show up for black things. I have never ever seen a Marvel movie before Black Panther, ever. See. <laughs> And it's like y'all spent all this time like this world, this trash planet we live on. Like you spent all this time excluding black people, making us feel like other, enslaving us. Jim Crow. Like we spent all this time being other that like y'all don't know how it's like it has to be this or that. But you have to bring us in somehow. Like we don't feel like we could go to that kind of stuff because like that seemed like some white junk. And it's like, yeah, it's cool that uh, Titus is up there. And that would make me go. I'm like, oh, okay, hey, Titus up there. I'm playing all by my could go see what they're talking about. But it's like, you've othered us for so long. So you have to bring us in. Yeah, you, you can't get to. mad when when uh, y'all done messed up something and then we supposed to fix it. And I'm okay. Yeah, like you guys from the beginning have have made us feel other, have made us feel less than, have made us feel excluded. And black people always invited y'all to stuff. I see white people in the shade room comments. Mm-hmm. And at we HBCUs. always make y'all at HBCUs. That's, that's, that's everybody's favorite excuse. Oh, why don't we have you, you guys got your own colleges? First of all, white people can't go to HBCUs, and they do. And second of all, and they do majority. Secondly, of we, ha- we we didn't want them. We had to have them. Third of all, let's not act like y'all wasn't burning them down too. Yeah, let's not act like it wasn't literally illegal for people to learn how to read at some point. Like, like come on, like, come like on. go that's look different. before y'all start talking to y'all next. Go look, Jackson State. Their sonic boom got a bunch of white people in that band. Same thing with Southern because a lot of those places it's like when you're when you live in freaking Baton Rouge, you gonna apply to LSU and and Southern University. That's just what you finna do. Like a lot of times it's like for for me in the north it's like oh, okay I might could apply to to um I might could apply to Grambling State, but for them it's like that's just a school up the block. Like I'm just gonna go to the school up the block and they're giving out band scholarships. Like you have made us feel like we don't belong for so long. And like yeah, it's real cute that we got black people playing classical music instruments and all this other stuff. But you have to do better than that. Like 
you people not gonna come just because you playing and then the movies y'all be picking like i don't i've never seen a star wars movie in my life and i'm not saying like black people don't watch star wars i'm saying i have never seen one yeah me neither so like i'm and that's like no whatever like i see people people are trying to keep their doors open but don't be surprised that y'all been y'all whoever was the first one to do it y'all been on this movie this movie thing kick for like the last 10 years and like uh, low-key a lot of people don't like it like my my orchestra director in from undergrad was like uh this movie thing like pittsburgh he, his daughter's in pittsburgh and he was like yeah but i want to go see laura but mm, i don't i don't know about that that movie she got to play so it's like girl anyway i'm ready to move on <laughs> my blood pressure high which lay okay then Sound like an episode for another day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <coughs> making episodes because at this rate, I ain't getting no job. <laughs> <laughs> keep making these episodes. Keep getting sponsorships. Sponsor us. Uh, what is this called? Kombucha, organic and raw. Sponsor me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Can you imagine on the classical on the classical music podcast? <laughs> Rejuvenate your practice with kombucha today. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, all right. Let's move on. <laughs> Encoda is a digital subscription app that lets you access, edit, and share thousands of titles for every instrument. Are you led to the game for starting your Christmas shopping? Well, we want to be inclusive. Have you started your Hanukkah and Kwanzaa shopping? Whatever you got to do, give the gift of Encoda. Fill those stockings, menorahs, and canaras up with Encoda subscriptions. Your students, friends, and colleagues will love it. Well, don't put the subscriptions in the flames, sis. Girl, you know what I mean. Either way, they'll come to their lessons and rehearsals with their lives finally on track. <laughs> Pricing starts at just nine ninety nine a month, but you can try it out for free with a seven day trial that you can cancel anytime. That's Encoda. N K O D A. Thank you, Encoda, for sponsoring this episode, and we are moving on. All right, we back. We back like we never live. Period. Well, we we didn't leave, so. Um. Okay. Today's topic is one that I'm very passionate about. Um. Today we're talking about black achievement in classical music, and um, just some stuff that I've been noticing. I um for people who don't know, people who haven't listened before, I teach quite a bit. Um. Oh, I've always go. <sighs> far from. Um. Close well, to. You know what. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that because sometimes I be teaching I'll be like I think okay I would never go to bat for my viola playing like I think I play well but I'm not gonna be like and then I went that note like foof and then it went foof like I would never what <laughs> wait <laughs> imagine you get your jury comments back and they say that on there like what I would never cap for my for my playing also because playing is can be inconsistent like there's a lot of factors that makes a performance go well or not mm-hmm. um but teaching i know how to teach and i think it's it's because of my own struggles with the instrument like because like i struggle with so many simple things like vibrato vibrato is not simple but um but like yeah like like not basic but like things that are like really important to the foundation yeah, like, it shouldn't have took me four years to learn vibrato, you know what I'm saying? Like, to get a basic wiggle, you know what I'm saying? So, it's like, because I've, and my teachers sometimes would look at me and be like, girl, you don't have to keep trying, I got it. we're gonna get it, but I don't know how, you know? And it's like, okay, well, now I'm in the practice room by myself. So, and also, I'd be the teacher I wish I had. So, like, that, I mean, my methods can be a little, 
because if you get on my nerves, you're not reaching your potential. I'm gonna tell you. Okay. And you, you might cry. Um. So, I've only made two students cry, and I've been teaching for seven years, eight years. That's not bad. Two years, two students, in eight years. Yeah, that's we, not bad. Cause I I don't count what's her name because she cried at the drop oh, of the head. Oh, we definitely do not count her. Because she cries, it has nothing to do with you and and like anything that you do as a teacher. Now I'm talking, now I'm talking about you specifically, but anybody who teaches her, because I've also taught her, like it has nothing to do with you as a teacher. Yeah, I feel like I mean she's been a lot better this year, but she really just gets overwhelmed. And yeah. you know, I, I, I could I could sympathize with that. Yeah. Um. Also, this one girl started crying because I said it was like I didn't say to her it wasn't good enough, but I said like it's not where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. And then we ran the the group because you know my kids played Brandenburg and, we, and I saw her like tearing up and I'm like I empathize with that because I know what it feels like to work at something so hard she's like miss I practiced for two hours last night mm. and it's like I empathize with with what it feels like to work on something for so long and it's still not be good enough and crying from frustration That's like sad. and it's like to, for her to do that so young like, I did that in, at Eastman you know you be playing something that's like wow this really just sounds terrible but like she's young mm-hmm. and she's crying from frustration and it's just like i empathize with that and i can't I, there's nothing i can do you know i mean i reassured her or whatever and she's also trifling but um anyway black achievement in classical music is something i'm passionate about something delaying we we get in arguments not arguments with each other but just <sighs> frustration about circumstances so we're going to talk about this so <clears throat> the first thing is i want you to tell your personal story how did you get to where you are today in classical music? Tell me about some barriers that you had to overcome. And also, I want you to be frank. Um, did your pre-college training prepare you for your dreams of conservatory? <laughs> and- <laughs> oh, you could have let me finish. You I'm sorry. Because <laughs> we know the question. We know the answer. <laughs> but you ain't. Sorry, finish. Go ahead. <laughs> you ain't not to. You ain't not to. Okay. Did your pre-college training... Girl, at least take the mic away from your face. <laughs> Did your pre-college training prepare you for your dreams of conservatory and beyond? This girl really took the mic away from her face. I'm really upset. Literally. Um, wow. What a doozy. Um, okay. Uh, what is my journey? My journey... My musical We're journey... First episode, so yeah, so I'll speed through it. Started piano at a young age, learn, learning from a lady at my church. Hated it. Um, uh, then I wanted to go back to it because I thought I missed it. Hated it again. Turns out I just wanted to play an instrument. I just wanted to do music. So I, I my mom signed me up for Youth Orchestra Los Angeles, an El Sistema inspired program, um, run by the LA Phil. Um, and I got off the waiting list right at the age limit. I did not pick, I did not choose to play the bass. It was chosen for me. Um, and yeah, so I don't know. I was doing like group lessons and like a little bit of orchestra for a couple years. And then I started taking private lessons, I think like my junior year of high school. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, when I decided, and that's when I kind of decided like um, I was going to be serious about it and I was going to do music in college because I was starting to think about college um so yeah that's my musical journey you i want to go back and forth or you want to keep going uh we can go back and forth i don't know if you think this work, works better um yeah let's go back and forth okay <clears throat> 
So I started viola in fourth grade, like the rest of the girls in my in my district they offer music so i did it because my friend was in it i was a follower back in the day um <laughs> ended up staying loved it i don't know why i was good at it i like being good at stuff was this operative word okay. then <laughs> then um i knew i wanted to be like a music teacher like by the time i was in seventh grade i was like i could be really, i might could do this um went to isu that's illinois state university for music education and then I met a teacher who was like, I think you should go to Eastman. This is integral to my story because I was reflecting on it. She, for music education, she wanted me to go to music for music education. So I went, I was like, okay, bet. Ain't nobody ever told me nothing about no Eastman before. I can't get no Eastman. Okay, bet. What are we doing? We going to Eastman. So I worked my butt off because I wasn't working before. I hated the viola. I forgot that part. Um, so I started working my butt off and then I went to Mr. Taylor's, um, string viola workshop whatever met him loved him he was like i think you should do performance as well got in the eastman did the do and now um i don't know what i'm doing right now i'm like in transition i teach a lot and going to more school in the fall god willing okay um uh okay so what are some barriers that you had to overcome at like getting to the point at which you are now i mean there's some barriers that i on my worst days i see them and i have to talk myself out of them like girl how are you finna do that um so we're not talking about future barriers but just Mm -hmm. stuff you've had to overcome um up until this point okay so i feel like one of the most prominent ones is financial barriers um it's so expensive (laughs) so expensive to play Uh, an instrument to Um, play it well to do it well that's a thing yeah exactly because that later when was when was the first time i had a bow year like like after playing the bass for however many years like i think the first time i had a bow hair I have been playing the bass for like over three years. Like, you know how often you're supposed to get your bow rehaired? Like, girl, who you telling? First of all, my bow, I might as well be playing on rope right now. It's terrible. <laughs> who, you, who you telling? Right. So, like, um, just even simple stuff like that, or just having an instrument. Um, I now for the first, I now own my first instrument, but even that was not possible without outside people giving me money. Mm-hmm. Um relation people that were invested in my success giving me money um to buy to buy that instrument um and just even just the training like I said I didn't start taking private lessons until I was in um like well into high school and the reason why I was even able to do that is because my teacher who was doing my group lessons um ended up approaching my mom and being like hey it seems like she really wants to do this and knew what it was going to take and -hmm. told her i would teach her for whatever you whatever you can pay me so i was Mm -hmm. i was paying like less than half his regular rate Mm -hmm. you know like (laughs) so i think financial financial barriers definitely something just the the upkeep of an instrument the ownership of an instrument the training Mm -hmm. just everything costs so much freaking money um and then just like there's been some like social barriers Mm -hmm. um especially dependent like (laughs) on where you come from like i'm not used to the environment of a conservatory socially um 
is a, that's a nice way to put it <laughs> um Girl, yeah yeah um so it was a bit of a culture shock um which really negatively affected my mental health and my ability to do put my best foot forward in college mm-hmm. um and um and then just like like it's playing an instrument in general being in classical music is emotionally taxing even yeah. without that like the right. rejection the you're putting yourself into such a vulnerable position because you're literally going showing up to a, a meeting for an hour every week to get you know told how you could do everything better mm-hmm. than what you just put you know however many hours and working that whole week you know yeah. um so yeah that's that's what i would say for now um, I would have to agree with everything that you said <laughs> um, because I feel like we don't have the same experience. But we have a similar experience. Um, like I started taking lessons n- not early because I, like, I started taking lessons. I started in fourth grade. I started taking lessons in seventh grade only because my mom didn't want to pay for me to go to Blue Lake. Um, so that, that was like me. A compromise. That was a compromise. Um, and but I was already so far behind like that's the thing it's like and it's like the level of instruction that you're able to get that's another thing like I'm not finna I'm not finna bag my teacher necessarily but at the same time like she just kept me playing and also like I mean I wasn't better than her by any means by any means however like I feel like if I had a better teacher if my mom could afford a better teacher if my mom knew that's a thing like that's a, another thing I have. I feel like there's so many people taking advantage of parents. Like there's so many people who are teaching who mm. oughtn't be teaching because parents don't know better. That is, it, yep. It's like it's so heartbreaking. Like I ain't finna. I ain't finna cap. All right. Like yeah. Like I've gotten a student that we both know where she's like, yeah, I take lessons every week, and I'm like, you've been taking you lessons do? every week for like the past year, and you still don't hold your you hold your bow. Like like not like oh your bow is a little off. Like it's com completely like wrong place wrong everything like and that's not her fault it's the fault of the teacher that your parents are paying however much every single week who is doing nothing to help you with that i'm like first of all you can you can hurt yourself if you play an instrument wrong that's a thing like it's like it's honestly really heartbreaking it's like okay so i'm not finna cap like one of the places i teach like i came in there and i was like I applied for it because it said instrumental teacher. And then I got, I looked on the website. Cause you know, before you interview, you do some research. So you don't look dumb when they be like, what's our mission statement? What, what, do, you, right. what do you, what do you identify with most in our mission statement? Now I'm looking dumb. So um, I go on the website. Education. <laughs> right. And so I go on the website and it's like, it's banned. So I go into the, I go into the, the thing like nonchalant. Cause I don't want the job at this point. And, um, but it's like the morning of, so I can't cancel and she's like well you can start a string program i'm like all right bet i do that really well but i still have band students that i'm honoring and i'm like working my butt off because i don't i don't i should not be teaching them however i have resources that i'm tapping into i'm like can you can you come teach this trumpet girl i sent pictures to my friend sarah i'm like so this cello thing in the right way i know how to teach a cello boho because that's kind of like in my realm you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like I, I know how to teach cello well enough before i pass them off to a to a community music school but i have a trumpet girl i passed it right on to um to my boss i was like can she come do this l system thing with for trumpet because so she can get reinforcement because i have enough knowledge to teach proper hold and embouchure i'm not starting her because that's where i would freaking draw the line but um to fix embouchure breath support whatever tonguing blase blase i I know enough from my methods courses and research to do that but i would never keep her i feel like too many people are keeping students that they oughtn't keep i feel like 
you're taking students that you are this if it's like a private studio like honestly these students are just like collateral you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. i didn't i didn't and that sounds terrible but I'm, I'm there to start a string program you know i didn't take the job knowing that i would teach trump and i feel like there's a difference and i would never bring a private trumpet studio student to my studio and i feel like that's a problem like if my mom just if my mom knew that but other than again even if she did knew, know it she don't have a hundred dollars a week we were getting in fights about thirty dollars a week she had to pay right for a 30 minute lesson which is also not enough time mm-hmm. you know so it's just like oh my god it's so much stuff and i mean i don't doubt i don't i know like everybody has their own path and their own story and i don't I'm, I'm happy for what i got but that was definitely like finances was like the number one thing my mom paid my little my renters thing but like having the teacher would have that's like immediate thing that comes to mind like that would have been a huge game changer for me i don't go i would have gone to isu at least knowing how to vibrato um i got i bought an instrument from the jump when i got to isu only because i accrued so much credit um at my at my renter's place that i got like a intermediate good enough viola for what i was doing as a freshman Mm -hmm. with like barely any technique so but then my viola I have now that was it was like a lot of money like finding that money you have to find that money it's like and then getting into a place like Eastman like I've ne- like I said before on the show like they asked me like what's the make of my instrument I've never had nobody ask me that before like mm-hmm. and then it's like the upkeep that comes with being a better musician like change your strings like you change your sh- like you change your drawers changing your bow oh, like you yeah. <laughs> like yeah like your- i was playing on a student model instrument when i came to East- eastman like and then, like <laughs> it's like my teacher was lot. like so <laughs> we're gonna switch this out and luckily my teacher wasn't like i feel like if i came to mr taylor first first of all i wasn't good enough to go to mr taylor first there's no way mr taylor I couldn't go to Eastman as a freshman because one, I wasn't good enough. I w- the school would have swallowed me alive. Like that's just the reality of I was not playing well enough. Mr. Taylor would have to do work that he would not have time to do. It's just reality. Like, mm-hmm. but um, luckily when I got to undergrad, like my when she was like new viola, I was like, Mama, can we? What, what, what can we do? And we called the shop and I had enough and she my mom put no money on I think they kind of did some stuff as well but my mm-hmm. mom put no money to get me what I got um yeah it's like a lot of the stuff comes from people who are just like you know they want to help you so yeah they, they they pull some strings yeah no pun intended yeah <laughs> they do a little something something to get you what you need you know yeah. I, I, also I was renting for how many years before that so it's not like I was renting for a year and I was like I'm, I need a family you know like I was there for a minute so that helped um but also i have a lot of like um besides like the mental health thing with classical music which is like yo because if it's like yeah you roll it off like this audition whatever and it's like i feel like we don't talk enough about mental i think that could be another topic we don't talk enough about mental health and classical music because you low-key feel like you're going through stuff on your own when like because like you be on instagram and you see like this person won this job and mm-hmm. and this person did this and this person's going to vabier and this person got got this and that and it's like and you just got you your tapes got rejected yet again it's like you feel like you're going through stuff on your own but i was talking to my friend and she was like yeah she's a she's staying around rochester this year as well and she was like yeah i took a lesson with my old teacher and i had a mental breakdown after because he told me the same stuff that he told me oh my when i was there and it's like did i not get better 
That's why I don't even play for when I come back home. I'm like, I don't even want to play for you. <laughs> and it, yeah, and it's like, it's like people, we don't talk about that enough. And it's like, because one, people don't want to talk about, first of all, social media is supposed to be a happy place. So I understand that. Like, it's literally a highlight reel. Like, you go there to laugh and kiki ki, 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 You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. people don't really talk about that. But like, when I heard her say that, I was like, yo, yo same. Or like, over the summer when she was so uncertain about what was going to happen. She was like, yeah, I had a mental breakdown like every other day. And I was like in my feelings like most of the summer. But I mean, and like, but you know what made me mad about that conversation? I wasn't even like, yeah, girl, same. I was just like, oh, for real. <laughs> like, we just don't talk about it, you know? And it's like, cl- classical music is hard, especially like when you're behind. And because I've definitely feel behind most of the time. I mean, not as much as I used to, but there's people been playing Don Juan for years, for years. And it's like, I'm only like year two with it and I feel like it's finally getting somewhere it's just like I feel like I'm behind like uh, often Mm -hmm. yeah that was a part of the culture shock thing for me like people assuming that you know things like I hadn't really had any training in I had some training in like written theory from high school from my second high school um well I had uh I think two two years from my second high school of but rent theory is not difficult to to me well when you get into like the more crazy stuff but like also that hardly helped because the the stuff i learned in written theory was like how to read both clefs i already knew that because i play piano Mm -hmm. um and people teach theory differently so none of the stuff i learned in right. high school translated over to what they were doing mm-hmm. in eastman because they the curriculum was totally different the order in which they taught things was totally different so i would be in class and there's something that i already that i might have already known about like what a cadence like you think mm-hmm. of the grand the grand scheme of theory that's and the way in which eastman does theory yeah, unless you were taking AP music theory, your little high school theory ain't gonna ain't gonna do nothing for you. And I don't even know if that's enough because I remember like preparing to go to Eastman, and Eastman has this like really rigorous like entrance exam for theory for grad students. And I was like study. I was like talking to my teacher from undergrad. I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm bust my butt for the next month. Like I go, rah, 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 rah. and she was like, don't be surprised if you don't pass it. I'm like, wow, you a hater, girl. I'm gonna pass this with flying colors. You gonna be mad? I'm nah, nah, nah. and I failed that junk. <laughs> and because it's like I I was so like I was so like upset and bitter from other interactions with her that I didn't see what she said with clarity. Eastman's theory is so rigorous that like <laughs> if you get out of that junk, like it's because like you some crazy jazz theory you or you a theory major in undergrad. Like I don't know. It's like it's next level. Like it's so unnecessary because guess who's not thinking about trying modular blocks when I'm playing Walton. Okay. It's like, it's too much. It's, it's just too much. Chile. Um, but one more thing I wanted to mention, um, in this 45 minute episode is that, um, <laughs> that's already is, over an hour. <laughs> is that, is the, um, the social barriers as well. Like I've had, it's been a long road that is probably still kind of going, I mean, it's different now because I have, I have solidified, I'm, I'm working on solidifying my boundaries. So I just don't talk about certain things with certain people, especially ones, when it comes to my like family. What, what? I said, like, what with who? You're going you gonna to find out you'll be mad. <laughs> when it comes to my family, like, I am the one who is like undying support, ride or die, showing what you finna do? Oh, you finna do that? Okay, bet. Oh, you going to England next week? All right, bet. It's my mom. My mom's like, Katie gonna do what she gonna do, so she just gonna do it and whatever. 
But like I have established boundaries that like I'm the only one that knows about my field. And because I don't be telling y'all how to do what y'all be doing, like I don't be saying nothing to you about pharmacy or software development. So don't talk to me about music. It's just like that. It's just that or, or flying planes. Like I don't need nobody, nobody input. Um, but the social barrier barriers, like be, being coming from an immigrant household and having expectation to have to make a lot of money doing something more lucrative and classical music is lucrative once you get to where you're going it's the getting to where you're going part because i bet you ain't nobody in the met struggling to pay no bills but it's about getting there first and it's it's the path is different for everybody especially when you're starting from behind so that's something for me okay um so let's talk closely more closely about like what we observe and this can be like in your own as well your own experience as well but what are some of the problems that you are observing like what organizations love to do oh my god it grinds my freaking gears what organizations love to do is put instruments in the hands of black kids and think like these kids are gonna magically make it into the cso like that it's so much stuff that and it, even if like i remember i got into an argument with the professor because they were like well is that the mission of the organization you first of all you know exactly what professor i'm talking about um is that the mission of the organization to get them to be in the in a professional orchestra i'm like it doesn't matter what the mission is because you are you are addressing a problem there are not enough black people in classical music one way you're trying to combat that problem is having this else inspired program so the implication Mm. that you are that parents are having is that if i send my baby to this thing they're gonna be up there at juilliard like that is the it don't matter what the mission statement says like you are trying to address the problem this is how you're addressing the problem so people are gonna think this is how it's supposed to go this is, this is like if i send my baby to this thing three days a week they're gonna come out sounding like yashka heifetz and it's like that's a problem but anyway let me not get too emotional mm. and they um, love to take credit for it if you if you got a success story yeah and and but you know what <laughs> look what our brown student did look what our brown student did but look how much stuff they do outside of our program to do what they did can our program by itself sustain this person getting to where they're going so um putting instruments in the uh hands of black kids and um talk about like in your own experience in your teaching and also i want to get into how black student hopefuls are being treated like kids who have said they want to do classical music that was gonna be my first thing honestly okay let's that's <laughs> off the rip let's go i'm ready i got um, time today Actually, i don't i got something to do after this but <laughs> we're gonna, we gonna make some, uh, i could be late okay um no that was one of the things that honestly made or break okay made or break broke okay made or broke my um getting to eastman um was the fact that my teacher was honest with me like once i told him yeah i want to go to school for music he was like bet he took he took me seriously and took, that he bet? took me at face value that bet is what you need exactly he was like all right that. we doing like we doing quicker turn turnover when i when i assign you something i'm hearing it next week like and you're learning right. it. like an etude right. a week i'm getting a new etude every single week we do we playing not playing no arrangements and nothing no more we playing actual mm-hmm. concertos we looking at the come back to me next week with the audition requirements for x y and z and like he took me seriously but right. in the environment that i was in i 
didn't see not a single teacher that did the same thing for another student I saw students um, around me that were like, yeah, I want to go to music. I want to be in the L.A. field and I want to blah, blah, blah. And you had teachers who went to NEC, who went to Manhattan School of Music, who went to USC Thornton and were like, yeah, okay. Meanwhile, you're holding your violin upside down and backwards. And not saying nothing to you about it. And not saying a, a thing. And I'm like, like you, it's really like after, after I'm off of work, that's not my problem. Like you're really going to let them apply to to all these schools just to get turned no, down exactly i'm like it's your literal job to help them that's a, and that's a problem so you said something in your earlier thing um that that had me like when you were talking about teaching like trumpeters and like all that and how you use your resources mm-hmm. i have a huge problem with that because especially people think that they can do this especially with black with black kids black and brown kids because they know that ain't nobody gonna call them on it right because they will go and this is especially like not even for people who don't play a particular instrument but people who have not studied any type of like they have no type of formal education in music education now i'm not saying that you must have an education degree to teach because i'm gonna be honest i don't want an education degree and i have taught before i will probably teach again but the thing is there's a reason why music education is a degree in all all on its own because it's a, a degree's right. worth of information to know about it it's not no rinky dink nothing that you can just wing it just because you have a performance degree does not mean that you can teach especially if you have a performance degree y'all are the worst teachers no, no shade <laughs> There are people who teach well because, like, they struggle as themselves, themselves mm-hmm. as players, or they take some type of pedagogy class. I like, was just, just about to say. once, is Just take one of them. You need <laughs> like, something. Father like, God. you can't even roll up to the library, get a book, see what's good. Read, like, read a book. Oh, my God. You, like, I'm just like, you need to have something to supplement that knowledge because you can't just think, oh, well, I do it so I can teach it because that's not true. Girl, I told you about the lesson I paid for at how many VL teachers are at that school before I said the name? I think what, probably two. <laughs> so okay, maybe so I ain't not. Say it. <laughs> but I rode up to that school and paid twenty dollars for that lesson and learned nothing in my big age. <laughs> learned absolutely no. I was twenty five at the time. Learned nothing to go back to Mister Taylor and see. And he, you know, he black, so he petty. He was like, "See, I told you not to go over there," <laughs> and not because. He didn't think I could get into the school because that's none of my business. That's his thoughts. But because he said that he's used to teaching students that already know how to do it. So when you, when you at the height of your career, you never teach and you trying to teach a five-year-old how to do a down bow without doing the crescendo, that's not easy to do. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, okay. Okay. Education degree. Do an up bow without doing a crescendo. <laughs> that's not easy to do. Teaching a student to do a down bow crescendo. Teaching a five-year-old how to hold their instrument for the first time. You know, that takes that takes skill in education yeah. and and reading being well read. Mm-hmm. I just say yeah that 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 deeply bothers me because you like you can't just play with somebody's life like that and then you create a situation where they have a terrible foundation and then if by some miracle they get out of your grasp and and <laughs> and, and, and they can yeah, yeah, take uh, your ass. Okay. Well, they <laughs> they get to work with someone else, that they have to undo that, and that takes even more work. But not mm-hmm. to say like, but that takes even more skill to undo something and then redo it. Right. And then let's just hope that person knows how to do that. Because Lord because knows I didn't when I was thrown into the situation I was thrown into. And the thing is, like, there are teachers out there. Like, when you mess these kids up, there are teachers out there that will look in your face and be like, I don't know how to help you. And you paying you paying big money to go to university and tell you they don't know how to help you. 
Like, I don't, I, I just, I, there's a student, you know exactly who I'm talking about, at my LSSM Inspired program, who has a serious love and joy for playing the violin. He, mm-hmm. he, <laughs> these, a quartet came to play. Oh no. Um, what's that dude? He was black excellence came to play and I look over and this kid came to play. And this kid is looking at watching him play the viola with his mouth on the floor. Right. Edge of his seat. An, literally edge of his enamored. Same thing. We had a, we had some members of the RPO come play some little stuff for the kids, uh, last week. Young people. Same, huh? <laughs> I should have said that. What'd you say? I said young people. I'm confused. You said the kids. I said the young people. Girl, they <laughs> kids. Okay. <laughs> the kids, children under 18s. The minors. That's what we call them. That minors. That's what we call them. Um, And the same thing. The student is on the edge of his seat, like enamored. All right. So he has, he's in a program called Pathways. Now, if you don't know what a pathway is, a pathway <laughs> is a thing in which takes you from one place to another. <laughs> through it goes through something instead of like not knowing where you're going a pathway is a clear and direct route through something he's in a a program called pathways and i go up to him i'm like so what school is you applying to he's like xyz 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 i'm like you're not applying to eastman he's like oh no i haven't thought about it i was like what (laughs) Ah! let me let me me say something it's not just called pathways it's called eastman pathways (laughs) i was like you ever thought i was like okay so baby boy what we finna do go on that website there i'm like because when i see black kids with promise i'm like i'm like ready to go right so you know what, what we're saying? gonna do like i got a whole bunch of my kids working on them, on them yolo excerpts you know what i'm saying period if they get it because you know one of my students loves to rush like a uh, like student like teacher um okay <laughs> but when i see black kids i'll be like mm, what we gonna do what we gonna do we, 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 we. so um, I'm like, go ahead and print out them excerpts. We're gonna see. And he, the thing is, he has a teacher. You know who his teacher is, um, which is also confusion because you worked at Eastman. And uh, okay, so whatever. Time passes. He plays his. He hasn't. He hasn't even. So he talks to his teacher about it. The teacher's like, okay, boom. This is probably like seven weeks before the pre-screening for because the instrument violin Eastman requires a pre-screening. So this is about seven weeks before he hasn't even started. He hasn't even started his Bach for the audition Girl. you if you were think back to a, if you're taking like an Eastman, a audition like Eastman you're preparing at least at least six months in advance at bare minimum at the bare if you if you could really play I was preparing for my Eastman audition for like at least 14 months yep <laughs> I think it was for because I was like I'm getting to the school by hook and by crook if I gotta swim <laughs> through the window I'm getting to Eastman <laughs> So, so I think I was like a little extra with it, but I think I think I was no, no. But for real, like I remember my teacher was like, "If you, we already behind you. You working on your stuff sophomore year to get into college because you auditioned in the middle of your senior year, right?" Like I knew Starman so well, I I would I could play it, I could I could I could write it out. That's how like I was just ready for Eastman. So I'm like, okay, so I'm not even. I'm like, and this is why this is where I start being realistic because it's like black kids need that i'm like so it's not looking too hot um because (laughs) (laughs) 
because it's like you have seven weeks to do this and people been playing on audition for that and Bach is like the notes he's like the notes aren't that hard I'm like oh my god like so you really just don't be learning nothing in these lessons Bach is not about the notes Bach is about intonation notes are not that hard oh my god that it's not it's not the notes it's intonation it's the direction it's the phrasing it's the musicality it's probably has to be by memory so I let, I let it go because you know my kids have their own stuff going on I'm not his teacher he's not really in the program this year xyz so I come back December 3rd December 4th whatever I'm like so you turn your Eastman application no I didn't end up doing it and that was heartbreaking to Gosh. me that was heartbreaking to me because it's like time after time we let these black kids fail in the hands of people who don't really care and I'm not saying like his teacher don't care about him but it's like you you're either you either just doing what you're doing you don't think he could do it and you don't even you don't even respect him enough to like let him take a shot at it like let him and also prepare him for something like that like it's not about pushing Eastman on him it's the fact that he's in a program that literally if he gets into the school will pay for it and you look at this you look at this boy every week and like that is not even like somewhere in his in his being also he's taking he's doing college also it doesn't even matter if he didn't get into eastman the mere the mere fact of preparing for an eastman audition will make you go to these other state schools and play a fantastic audition and get more money so at the end of the day it's really not even about that it's like you really like these black kids are just getting held by the wayside there are programs in place for them and with teachers who are not competent enough whether in skill or in deed to provide for them and to to ensure that they're getting what they're supposed to do and it's like really upsetting yeah. it it's really and I, like I, it's it's really frustrating there's not enough people who care about these kids to make them better you mm-hmm. look you you look at these kids and they play something and you just let them go and i'm i'm the one that's like this is not in tune i'm the one people be walking past like i remember my boss i told you my boss got a complaint like you so mean to the kids that are done and he was like, I mean, have you been to Miss Brown's rehearsal? And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Like, I, and certain kids I know who to hold back on because it's like one of my top players, I was like, you deserve a teacher that tells you that it's not good enough. He's like, well, I already get enough of that. And I'm like, woof. Okay, so yeah. I ain't going to say all that. Yeah. I know what I can say. Because there's, there's also ways to say things. Like, my there's, yeah. my teacher has been straight out with me and said, you know, and said something to me like that. But it has not, he hasn't been rude to me as a person. And and you really got to be careful with that with kids because they get so much of that, like, especially in a black household, that mm-hmm. because I said so and your opinion mm-hmm. don't matter because you're under my roof. And that's so. But I be, I be really frank with kids like because it's like, I, I had to tell a student, um i'll tell you who it is on the mics go off but i had to tell a student because like it's like talking to her is like talking to a wall and i don't really do i don't really do like class crew manager problems like i've never had a problem with that i because the way i manage you is that I, I handle you and then that's it so i tell you twice to take it violent out and i make you pack up and go do your homework because i don't have time there's people who want to be here and this is free and i talked to her and i had to sit her down not to be like you know you're never gonna have another teacher like me again do you understand that like for one i'm black and that sometimes kids don't care about that they just they just doing what they do but i'm like and i hate to throw the black thing around but i need you to understand i'm like every single one of your major teachers before and after me will be white not only am i black i'm i have two degrees in music education you will not have another teacher especially in a program like this who has the training that i have to teach you to play well. And that's not even like capping. I'm not even like, oh, Ms. Brown, so I'm not even gassing myself. I'm like, I'm trying to make you understand. 
that I desperately want you to succeed and you don't want it. Don't you understand the problem with this? It's like, I had to talk to kids. Like, you understand this is a serious thing. And, like, regardless if you go on to be in the L.A. field or you are a software engineer at Amazon playing your violin in that orchestra or you throw that thing out your mama's car on the last concert. <laughs> like, either That's way <laughs> either way it goes like i am passionate about your success and you're not gonna have a lot of teachers who are you're just not like the first teacher that told me when i said i wanted to be in the met that didn't like scoff me off of mr taylor mr taylor was the first teacher to be like tell me what you want and i'll tell you how hard you have to work and mr taylor is black that's a problem in my 23 that's the first time i heard that we don't treat these black kids well. And it's like, it's like a problem. I don't know what we have to do. You look at them. They they all have pizza wrists. They all, they violins all look like beards. Uh, that student we were talking about before holds her baseball like a, in a fist. What are you doing? And, and I just feel, and like you said, like you should never count nobody out. Because they'll look like, you have teachers that will come into this classroom and look at these kids and count them out as before they even hear anything about them. Before they hear one note. And it's like, even after they hear one note, even after you hear one note, I'm not going to be like, well, hey, well, you're nine, so it's too late. Right. Like, are you I'm kidding? Like, These are children. And nine-year-olds can play in tune. And I just I have mean, such a problem with that. I just have such a problem with that because I've even felt like, like, I remember our boss told, when I left, our our job um, was, I gave him a couple people that might, you know, that, that might have the time and the the bandwidth to take over and what he said one of them came and spent the day and you could tell by the look of his face and the stuff that he was the stuff that he was saying that he was never gonna come back there again like he was like turning his nose up at the kids and to children i'm like i like the back of my eyes was tingling a little bit because i'm like i see myself in these kids right like i came from a program like this that okay had a little bit more money than this of course but i came from a program like this and you and you're gonna sit here and count these kids out already i am in the same studio as you we auditioned for the same person we both here right so like i just i hate that like i just i hate it and like okay maybe i mean it's it's for the best that he actually walked away because it would be even worse if he had accepted the job and was teaching these kids it would have been it would have been even worse but at the same time it's like y'all really sit and turn your nose up at kids i remember somebody's recital a bunch of kids like from some type of like somebody in our studio teaches at some type of inner city something and there were some kids at the recital and they clapped in between movements somebody's like they don't know i'm like these are children right who, who came to see their teacher perform you're mad because they clapped in between movements you should leave Ugh, i was just mm. this whole just the way that these kids are being treated is it sucks it does suck and it's like especially like I'm, i don't necessarily I, I didn't have the privilege of being an elsa summer inspired program it's like there's not really one around me but i mean well th- those programs are born out of not having the privilege to do uh to study yeah. music in the you know in the traditional way mm-hmm. so i wouldn't say like a lot of people like that's also i, I kind of have a problem with that because there was a girl who came she's studying ethnomusicology at ucla and whatever whatever been playing in her youth orchestra like paid to be in a youth orchestra or whatever and i know that's not what where you were at but she was like yeah you know i wish i could i could do something like this i'm like people here do stuff like this because they can't do the stuff that you did i mean also i didn't get to do anything 
I mean, I was in my, I was in my school program, but like my mom couldn't afford like youth orchestra. I would have, like, I know it's like frustrating to hear, but I would have loved to have El Sistema inspired program where I could have gotten more attention. I could have gotten, you know, group lessons and stuff like that, or even private lessons if that was available. Like I didn't have none of that. Like, I thought I you had private lessons. I mean, from, at, from the beginning. Yeah, well, I mean, neither did I. So, I mean i just don't think like it also depends on the program that you're from like i had a program i was in a program that had a lot of money but not a lot of i would say not a lot of resources in terms of like planning and so mm-hmm. like what it is today is completely different from what it was when mm-hmm. i was in there but a student well i was gonna say is a student like uh oh, i was gonna say his name thank god a student like what I was talking about before is someone who I identify with who's like kind of like being brought through and like gassed up and like like oh you so good and whatever and I even watched the way he kind of teaches the other students and I was talking like you gotta you gotta roll you gotta slow down because like first of all you, you there are you've come from a place you've come from somewhere you ain't start like this and also like you are a big fish in a small pond Mm-hmm. And but I did I wasn't like teaching kids and being like I'm the best fields in the world, but like I identify with that and and kind of like not being wrought off in the beginning, but being wrought off like oh this is real cute that you want to do this and not really be getting the resources necessary. I didn't even I didn't even have like, like if I had even if I had a, a a pathways to Northwestern, for example, that's the school that's near me. It's like I would have, I was treated the same. I was treated the same way that he was treated. I wasn't ready for no audition. You know what I played in my audition? I played the first, the development of Stamets. Like when I played my audition, they were ready. For, they were waiting for more. <laughs> like and I was like, that's all I have. And I played um, the second movement of the Tchaikovsky Violin Concerto, written for viola. What the hell is that? So it's like we wasn't doing no three octave scales every lesson it's like that kind of junk it's like the way black kids are treated is like there's no way y'all want to see equality in music education or do y'all i don't i don't know but y'all want to see equality in across the music world but like it's the steps aren't really being taken to achieve that in in a way that's like productive or that's actually gonna actually gonna do something yeah, and that's another thing with, like, just how programs are built. Because, like, you see them, but, like, you have kids that have been in a program that we both are familiar with for years and th- and can't tell me which string is which. Can I so it's like you? So it's like, at the same time, it's, it's like, you could be in somewhere, but not getting literally anything from it besides the instrument that you are riding like a horsey. Right. And it's that's like. A, yeah, that's, a, that's, that's that like i just i just feel like there's just not enough like i just feel like it's just like here's here you go here's your violin good luck yeah and i feel like a lot of that comes down to from what i've what what i've experienced i cannot speak for uh yola because i I don't all i've seen was what i that the the best of the best you know what i'm saying but Mm -hmm. from every yola system and and that's another thing not even just yola it wasn't yola um but what I can say is that uh, I feel like a lot of the problem is like the inadequacy of teachers and the low expectations for for children of color. I think the combination of those two things like you are you are seeing teachers who don't have the pedagogical not, uh, knowledge to teach um, 
a classroom filled a mixed class like you have violin violas cello and bass you don't have the knowledge to teach in a in a way that is productive and effective for those students so then you see things like all these years later you're looking at a 14 year old who really cannot tell you like to look in the staff and be like that's open d or calling all f's f's or don't don't know the purpose of a key signature don't know how to use a key signature Mm -hmm. don't like that it's like it's actually heartbreaking and it's it's also like it makes you feel kind of helpless as a teacher because I'll ask a student what key is something in and they'll say sharp. And I'm like, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> and it's like, it's, it's, it's a lot. Um, so we spent a lot of time talking about like all these, um, problems we observe. Do you have, what, what solutions do you have? Because I hate, I low key hate when people like, this is everything that's wrong, but don't got no solution. Mm-hmm. So what do you, what do you, what do you see? I see more accountability, more accountability at the admin level mm-hmm. because I feel like people just hire folks and it's like, okay, you're in your element, like, great. But I think there's got to be more accountability in terms of, like, having, um, like, parameters for success. Like, if our program does this, we will be successful. Mm-hmm. And knowing what you want what what you want in a teacher because like people will ask in an interview like i've seen questions like interview questions that people will ask about like your teaching style and whatever whatever but i just feel like there needs to be more structure in terms of like in terms of what you're looking for like you have to care more about that rather than like oh well they gave us an answer and they have an idea but like does this idea really align with what you want for this program like i just feel like there's not there's not enough like like people don't care enough to really see see something like that through to the end like they they look at your resume and like the school that you went to the degree you got like that's great but you have to understand like how is this going to translate into everyday life with your students and going further with that i feel like this needs to be like more uniformity across like developing a curriculum and having it fall so like i've definitely sat down and been like okay this is what we're gonna do we're gonna have this this is how it's changing and it's like it's not being implemented so i'm doing what i'm supposed to do i do i'm doing what we said we was gonna do on day one and it's not being implemented across the board so you have students who literally are not improving but also the problem is like i think a, a a hard part about it is is like finding teachers who um who have the ability to who okay finding teachers finding good teachers are hard it's hard to do and then not only that finding good teachers who have the flexibility to teach in a rigorous program like an LSSM inspired program a lot of times they meet like multiple hours a week so I know that's challenging but also I feel like the recruitment is like not in my experience it's like you could reach out a lot, a lot of like music education majors are hoping to get more teaching experience like every time i'm every time i'm um i have to miss i'll be like oh can i go to my studio i'm like hey do you want to you want to come like watch me teach and then so you can teach after or or whatever the case may be so that you can get you can cultivate good teaching and one more thing i wanted to say just like about 
a solution like because I know we talked a lot about like teachers being competent and all that and like you know you got to come and and know how to help these kids blah 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 but I also said like not everybody wants an education degree that's a lot of work that's a lot of money not mm-hmm. you know not, I don't want to say that's a lot of work like <laughs> like that no, but um yeah but another thing that also falls on admin is uh pd like a professional yeah. development for the teachers that you already do have you should have mm-hmm. teachers that even if they don't have those skills down pat like the way that you might want them to they have you need to have teachers that instead of lying to your face in, a, in an interview saying that they can do xyz are willing to first of all learn and innovate and you know and just mm-hmm. evolve and build upon the skills that they already have like and in some and no one i feel like a lot of these a lot of the teachers that are in these positions are not going to come up and be like i want more to give me more work to do you know yeah so you got to take it upon yourself to push them and if they don't if they don't make the cut they don't make the cut like if you if you say like hey we're we're teach we're pushing our teachers to be better and you have some people who are really rising to the to the occasion and you have other people who are like moaning and groaning through the whole process don't want to do it don't don't see the value in it then those are people Mm. you know you need to fire so right and another thing that kind of goes on admin well so another solution is the organizations that team up with these programs that are providing music in hopes of getting more um students of color into classical music need to have a more realistic grasp about how they can actually use these programs to get students into classical music so you know what it takes based on the personnel in your orchestras and that's not being reflected so are these students the students who desire to be musicians are they getting the proper instruments that they need are they getting the proper education that they need do they have all the materials that they need are they going to the summer festivals that they need to go to are you helping them get to those places and also when you are partnering with organizations making sure that you're truly partnering with them i remember oh my gosh yeah that's a big one that's a huge sorry yeah keep going (laughs) no because we we agree on this because it's like it's like oh i remember i was talking God. to my boss who's doing an amazing job like oh my freaking goodness like he's doing an amazing job especially like it's, it's hard to be new he's not new mm-hmm. anymore but like but the first year relatively you, new relatively to, new yeah. and like the first year you I, I mean i've been there when you're when you're freshly new into a program you kind of just got to do what they've been doing for the first year just so you can get so you can gain trust and then so you can like really see what's going on before you start changing everything yeah and there are several community music schools in Rochester and um he one of the things that but he's looking into was getting people from one of those community one of those community music schools to come in and teach and I was I I respond I'm like oh that's great but I want to see like a more um I want to see what, what what more can they do to really get students. And then this other person that I'm not going to say was like, well, that's a start. And I'm like, see, this is, this is the problem. This yeah, is the problem. Everything's a start to y'all. Everything's a start <laughs> for y'all. And I'm like, I'm not just talking to my neck. Of course. Yeah. Come on and teach these poor kids how to play once a week, not developing a relationship with them, doing group lessons. They get group lessons here. And then like, yeah, that's a start. Well, I got to finish. So like, right. Like, like you can't just start. You can't just think. And I'm not saying my boss, like my boss is very forward thinking. I'm not coming to him, but I'm just saying, like, yeah, you can't not just, him, but the other person. Yeah. I'm not, you cannot just stop. This is why this program is shambles. Now it's like, how can we get, can, can, can students from here go there and take lessons for free? 
Dudes, and then and then my boss jumped off of that. He's like, these parents don't even know that some of these programs are based on pay what you can or not pay at all or based on income. But see, there's a disconnect because I don't see none of these organizations outside of our concerts with a table set up talking about sign up at X, Y, and Z school for free. Mm-hmm. So y'all not y'all just playing around. It's just playing around, and it's yeah. not just it's not just my organization. It's like every single one. It's like. And I'm not gonna speak out my neck about LA Phil. I don't know what y'all got going on there. From what from the outside, it looks like y'all really got it going on. It's mm-hmm. like it's like the LA Phil is one of the only from the little taste that I got. It's like one of the organ only organizations that's really like in there, roll up their sleeves and be like, how can we do X, Y, and Z? Because of a whole bunch of y'all going to, think, to going to music schools. Yeah, I mean, I think I think I was uh I might have been the first. No, 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 no. Um, Isaac was the first one um yeah he was the first one i think um and then i think after my year is when people really started you know kicking into gear that's because they started asking well some of us had a relationship with them and were asking for feedback like hey this is what i wish i had Mm -hmm. um so now i think there's about like going to music schools i think there's about like two three of us Mm -hmm. and then there are other people who are interested in, in majoring in music but they're starting to do more and more of like those of us that are coming back and being like hey this would have helped or hey like wish this was different mm-hmm. um but at the same time it's like you also can't ignore the uh, just the amount of money that that like in the resources that it, we have classical music takes like money and y'all have it like th- th- it has they have so much money and it's like that's why I, when you were talking about like when you're partnering with people make sure you're really really partnering it's because like i at this organization that we have in, in rochester looking at all the partners that we have and i'm like i i think only one of them was actually visible in the program mm-hmm. like i can i know what you contribute to this program right and and i'm like and that's not fair because then they get the privilege um and the in the clout of having this all these brown kids i always support such and such and we're a partner with right. such and such you they get that from you and you get nothing from them and it's like you know my little you know i'm extra so i have my little chamber group go up there that we, we played a little moving to brandon burke and Cheryl, right and then it was like okay what well, brandon burke was one of the best things on the concert xyz we see improvement i'm like you see improvement because i know what i'm doing and i'm not saying like I'm not saying like I'm the baddest teacher around. There's plenty there's been there's plenty of teachers who teach better than me. Okay? Plenty. And I have a long way to go in my pedagogy as well. However, the that that is not a result of partnering organizations coming in and doing shifting exercises and doing intonation exercises. That's not a result of that. That's a result because you got lucky and you have a you have someone who really, really cares and who really like knows how this violin viola pedagogy works. You know, and also my friend my friend Sarah's there this year freaking she she's she's a teacher a outstanding cellist that matters that's why it's not because you have all these people from rpo coming in i shouldn't probably say that oh well but we're gonna keep going all these people from, <laughs> i mean that's the that's what we got <laughs> like we, it's not because you have all the people from rpo coming in and doing master classes that's not because that's not why they got better with technique you know it's like rpos is a is a ivory tower that's what it is but guess guess where the people of rpo go like they go to they they go to the rpo youth orchestra and that's where they funneling their stuff into and it's not a drag because i have mad respect for my boss and he we've talked about this before but it's like and it's not even it's not even all on him 
it's it's not like, it's like mostly it's not at all honestly because you coming in new you expect you see all this oh we finna get this 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 and that and i mean that i feel like that's a failure on the part of of people from those organizations and the people that was running stuff before him who um were setting the program up, up, up for success like how long have y'all had partnerships with people that have been one-sided right and how is it one-sided with the people who have the least to give how does that work like <laughs> what like, it's okay just, it's mac confusing and then you got and then you have the nerve and the audacity to play to play videos of sheku and um oh gosh, good yeah. good bro i forgot his name that that once uh second place in sphinx and you playing all these videos oh, look, all these, look all these black kids they got there be, not because like that's another problem i have that is <laughs> and i know we're to the solutions but it's like you play videos of these kids who have money or resources or both these aren't kids up the block and there are just like a select few like like so like like this much like a little itty bitty this much that y'all can trace back right that y'all can trace back to someone who i was on the south side of chicago and not like like they're like out of all the all the black people that are in classical music that people choose to highlight like the amount that actually came from not having to you know not yeah, having because, like, the same resources no tea, is yeah. microscopic. Because no tea, no shade. When I see this black person got this and this, I, I look at that bio and I'm be like, "Did you start in your in your uh in your elementary band program? And didn't take lessons until you got to college, and and then you just took off? You know, I look for that mm-hmm. because I cannot relate. I to cannot you. relate to you. It doesn't give me hope." for me and you know I'm, I'm not i'm not complaining you know i work hard you know i know that this takes work you know i'll be on that thing i know it takes work but it's like i can't relate to a story and i will not let my kids relate to it either because i'll be stopping i'll be like yeah this person did this so why don't you get over there and do them scales and right. learn what d what learn what d major means mm-hmm. not even not even that that's kids just pedagogy just be all wrong kids just kids just memorize d major has two sharps but you don't even know why it has two sharps yeah why why is it f sharp and c sharp because one two three is high seven seven goes to eight that's why not because it has two sharps it's just pedagogy's all wrong but i'm not gonna let my kids relate to somebody who went to um juilliard pre-college when they were three (laughs) talking about look at he had to struggle living in hell's kitchen with his thirty thousand dollar eighth inch violin that his mama slaved on wall street to buy it like no you know what this episode is over <laughs> i'm sorry let's and have a real conversation through all nah and then his limo had to <laughs> had to slide through the snow so he could make it to his violin lessons three times a week and his practice buddy had to take the trip oh no and his limo ran out of gas on the way to his carnegie hall debut so then a helicopter had to i was just gonna say a helicopter i was just gonna say a helicopter i was like then the helicopter came but he was afraid of heights so like it'd be so 
he got to his Carnegie Hall debut, but he wasn't nervous because he worked hard because he doesn't go to school. He's homeschooled and he practices 20 hours a day. And so can you. <laughs> yeah, like, all right. Like, like, I'm not even like complaining, but it's just like y'all feed these false narratives to these black kids and wonder why they don't make the cut. And it's so like, it just feels like people got blinders on for real. Because when I was on, how do I say this about by being like really really vague um i was at a recent work thing mm-hmm. and um <laughs> and one of the teachers was like complaining about the work that she had to do because the teachers it was a situation where we were we had a lot a large amount of students and we were somewhere where there was unfamiliar territory so we needed like supervi- supervision for them mm-hmm. and that was a part of the job for the teaching artists um and there was someone that was just complaining and complaining and complaining and saying they need to get parents to do this and da, 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 ba, 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 ba. i'm like what parent in a low income household do you know that can take off a of work for a week and do this yeah take off a of work and we we can eat dinner in the dark for free are you kidding me i'm like somebody like okay Y'all, Somebody y'all. that had a, a single parent household with siblings, like wh- who who who's taking care of them? How how they get into school? What they eating? Right. Like I was like, that is just such a privilege, especially because so this is privileged. your job. You applied, right. you applied for this job. You read the description, knew you were going to be doing this, and you still complain. I'm like, so you're mad because you're getting paid to do your job, and you're saying they should get somebody else who is less fortunate than you to do it for free? I was like, girl. I was like. Okay, <laughs> I was like, these are the type of people we we sending our kids to right. to study with. All right then, well, okay. I mean, I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I come out here try to be optimistic as possible, but like, it looks bleak. Like, honestly, I can't look without serious intervention. I can't look at one of my kids and be like, yup. Oh, delay. Well, <laughs> and you and you know what's sad about it. You know what's really sad about it? I got about 10, 12 kids that will make great symphony players, that will make great chamber musicians, and will make great, oh my God, especially one girl will make a great orchestra teacher. No cap. You got a bunch of them. But it's not set up for them to, um, it's not set up for them to succeed. So I guess we just going to go along with the okie doke till they decide to quit. Yeah, well, we're going to do the best we can, us individually, I mean, and classically black. Y'all got to wake up. Listen, we ain't got no money either, so. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And, like, if if you, if, like, if you, if you're an admin and you're offended by this, then, like, you're part of, you're part of the problem, so. Yeah, because it's not like, like, y'all may be thinking, they don't know, they don't know what they're talking about, but we've both been on that side. Like, even on both sides. Exactly. On both sides. Student, teacher, admin. Like, 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 it's just, people want to do stuff to say that they did it. That's like, they want to be like, yeah, we started this. We started this uh, program in the middle of the Bronx, and we got all these babies. We got playing violin. I mean, they fired out our violins, and the bridges don't work, and 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 and, and they sound it sounds like trash. But they start and they stop together sometimes, and like it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, oh my goodness! Like Ugh. you really wanna if you really are serious about 
you know making a difference in classical music then like be serious about making a difference in classical music or just don't right or recognize and recognize that that's gonna be uncomfortable for you right like if you feel completely comfortable and it's like then what are we doing differently nothing what and also like coming from a product of a single parent household it's like there are a lot of parents who are believing in what you are doing for the kids like there's a lot of parents who like are looking for things to like we we just need something else like i'm i'm so happy for this like thank you for doing this like putting all their hope into what you're doing and what you're offering and like you're not even giving them something that's honest and it's like that's the part that really bothers me and it's like yeah i I tell my kids all the time like your parents are dropping you off here like kids and, and when they don't work hard i remember one time i was like you could like i could drop a pin on the floor that day when i was like your parents are dropping you off here and they think you're working your absolute hardest that's pathetic but the other the other side of that is that parents are dropping them off thinking that like their kid can actually do something with this and it's like and when they get to the end of it it's not much that can be done and that's to me that's very sad because it's a lot of it's, it's a lot of trust you know, same thing, sending your kid to school. You send your mm-hmm. kid to school, you hoping that they come back knowing how to read. But you too busy putting black kids, saying that they uh they ADHD, and then send them straight to prison after they graduate. Because that's a whole other conversation that's outside of the realm of this podcast. <laughs> but I, but that's, a, that's another thing. You too busy writing kids off, writing black kids off. They got ADHD, they got this and they got that. And then you turn around... You turn around twenty years from now, you wonder why little Jimmy robbing robbing an alcohol store. That was called liquor, liquor store. store. <laughs> <laughs> robbing a liquor store because because the alcohol he have, market. Right, alcohol store. Anyway, <laughs> robbing the liquor store and and all the teachers looking uh all the parents went around like what happened because they got too too many adults too many well meaning adults without the proper resources failing them but you know right i know that it may feel like oh how we get there but i would also like to know (laughs) because same it's all connected it is all connected exactly because it's like we got there through reality and what has actually been happening so and if those if those stories are not in your face and i mean maybe you maybe you don't know exist but we we're here to tell you to do so I remember one time I was like, I was like, um, the Eastman, a graduate of the Eastman Community Music School should be able to, who wants to, should be able to apply to the Eastman School of Music. And my professor was like, well, the job of the Eastman Community Music School is to enrich the community. I'm like, anybody say it wasn't supposed to enrich the community, but how come there's a disconnect? Right. And I'm finna say, look, look, I ain't finna say too much because I'm not in Detroit. But the same thing should be said for the for Sphinx in their programs. Can one of the graduates from one of their elementary programs win the Sphinx competition? We're gonna make that a rhetorical question. All right. Moving on <laughs> to Black Excellence. Where we hype you up, gas you up, and give you your props because there is room for everyone at the top. This week I am talking about Bow. 
This week I'm talking about Jeremiah Travis. Now, I heard about Jeremiah on the read and I was like, I'm listening, I'm listening, I'm like, well, hold up. This little, this little boy is doing it. So Jeremiah is from Greensburg, uh, Louisiana. Um, and he is a drummer that is in a high school marching band. And you like, okay, so I'm waiting for the excellent part. Okay. <laughs> Fear not. <laughs> Jeremiah is a kindergartner at St. Helena Early Learning Center. He's a five-year-old drummer drumming with 18-year-olds. Um, he showed interest in drumming at the like, age of two. He was, like, always hitting on stuff. Um, his parents said that he's, like, obsessed with jumps. He never stops beating on them. Let me say some notes about never stop practicing. Um, <laughs> he always has his drumsticks with him. He, he's, his mama said he's beating on my... Um, He'd be beating on the seats of my car and beating on the couch. I always wanted to drum. Like, um, Kid Fury mentioned on the read that, like, every, he'd be at practice. Everybody stop uh, drumming for a break. And he'd be like, I could keep going. So, we're going to keep working on this paradiddle. See? See percussion? See what I did there? I know what Come on, paradiddle. I know a little paradiddle. You know what I'm saying? Paradiddle. Okay. Um, <laughs> and the cool thing about this is that young Jeremiah already has a full tuition band scholarship to Alcorn <laughs> State University beginning in the year 2032. <laughs> what? What the heck? <laughs> like, he's so good. He's so sweet. Um, Imagine, like, like I said, my mom's a single mom, and I couldn't imagine, like, how she would feel if I was five years old and she knew I had a full tuition scholarship to a school. And regardless of where... Jeremiah ends up going regardless of where um if he he wants to go to Alcorn State without Sonic Dynamite like that band is lit so Jeremiah do what you gotta do but regardless if he decides to do that or not like the fact that he has um the fact that someone is realizing the talent and helping him get to where he needs to go it's just it's amazing how this stuff ties in um it's incredible so I salute Jeremiah um and also the work his parents are doing seeing a gift and and leaning into it so huh you know i was really worried about which black excellence would follow joseph conyers but i'm glad i found (laughs) (laughs) i'm glad i found come on come on uh spill over into the next episode (laughs) black excellence part two him again you might as well kept talking about him (laughs) i mean i'm sure it'll come up again just like how we've had multiple episodes where adam has come up again i forgot about adam how you forget about adam I don't know. Oh, he probably just shocked you into a you know a state of of disbelief. Wait, so is it still the Memphis Symphony Orchestra or is it the Adams Symphony Orchestra? Right. I think. Yeah. I think. I think they crossed over. I, I got to by now. How? About I mean, at least the at least the paperwork is in, is in the works. I'm about to say because it's been at least four months by now. Yeah. So. Okay, Dylan, you got a piece of the week. Mm-hmm. So I feel like this piece of the week. Did I do this last week? I mean, last time. I actually think I did. I had been meaning. Girl, it's to- episode sixty. Like, who is even keeping track? Girl, I feel like I did. The- you, you'll tell me if you remember. Um, because I had been meaning to do this, but then other things had came up. So, um, if I've done it before, then it's piece of week again. Um, uh, my piece this week is a Fendizen romantic suite for violin and bass. Um. Oh no, you definitely haven't done that. Oh, for real? Okay, thank God. You said Zagunavizing? No, what? not Zagunavizing. Fendizen is the composer. I'm about to say, they made an arrangement for bass and violin. Let me find out. Is this uh, like just bass and piano, though? Oh, like an arrangement of yeah. Zagunavizing? Oh, yeah. That sounds hellacious. How you do that on bass? 
um i mean people do it um but yeah this is the the composer is uh theodore finn dyson and it's a rom- it's called romantic suite for violin and bass i mainly i really like the first movement but there's a couple movements i think i don't know how many there are three or four i don't know um but there's a couple of um it's a cute piece um yeah i'll link it um i have been meaning to do this piece i think for my past two times doing pieces a week but other things had come up that mm-hmm. i felt like i needed to do more urgently so i kept pushing it back but period i'll link it Okay, well, that wraps up this week's episode of Classically Black Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Classically Black Podcast. If you have a piece of the week suggestion, a black excellence suggestion, job suggestions, because, you know, whew. Um, you know, I was thinking about co- becoming an esthetician. That's looking more and more like it's probably going to happen after oh, this what? episode. Because I really care about skin. And also, like, let's hope nobody listens to the po- this podcast. It's... I said what I said and that's on period. Send us to classically black podcast at gmail.com. Follow us on social media at classically black podcast and we will talk to you next week. Bye y'all. Bye.